Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Spin Room with Monty and Jane O'Connor here on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM, the home of everything indie. We got an action-packed episode for you today, but first let's listen to a little bit of Interpol's Untitled from their album, Turn On The Bright Lights. you can check out all of our older episodes on SoundCloud and also like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash the spin room Hillsdale where you can keep up with all the information we post as well as our regular Spotify playlist where you can listen to all the songs we played on each episode. How are you today Jane? Doing good. It's been a okay day. It has been and it's the first day of my week where I'm not struggling with midterms. I still have one more, but oh man, it's yeah, getting better. It's been midterm week for us at Hillsdale College, and we've been on the struggle bus, I think, collectively. And I've been on the struggle bus collectively since listening to this um, Greta Van Fleet record, Anthem of the Peaceful Army, which we will be talking about today. More like ranting yeah, about less today. less talking, more. Um, but it's going to be there. But first, let's get into the latest in music news, because that's important. And first and foremost, Daughters, the noise rock band, released their new album today, and it's been getting amazing reviews although pitchfork has not reviewed it yet rym has it rym has it at a 4.02 right now though which is album of the year for rym on their charts at the throne kids see ghost which yeah. was even one though of it just favorite. came out today yeah. yeah it was leaked for about two weeks beforehand i did yeah. not download the leaks because not because of ethical uh, uh, objections to it but mainly because i wanted to listen to the audio quality at the best level yeah and typically <laughs> the leaks they're just bad audio quality you know yeah Ethically. Have you ever downloaded a leak? Uh, I don't think I have. I've never been, I don't know, I guess that excited for an album. that. I think the last time I downloaded a leak was in 2015 when Sufjan Stevens released Carrie and Law. Well, see, there I can see a reason to illegally yeah. download. You know, and then I then I went back and, you know, bought that album on vinyl because it was really, really good. But um, I actually tried not to listen to the album. I wanted to listen to it on the release date because, you know, that album was just so important to me being released because Sufjan had not released an album in five years at that point. And now we're waiting on him to release another album. Please do it. Isn't the last thing he did, like, movie soundtrack? Yeah, it was Call Me By Call Your me Name. By your, yeah, Call Me By Your Name. And that was an EP, and it's actually rated number eight on RWAM for all-time EPs. It's sitting above a four as well. And getting that high of a score on that website where you have a bunch of poptimists and metalheads fighting it out over charts and people who listen to King Crimson live albums for some ungodly reason and just rate them five stars just to rate them five stars. And when you critique them on it they're like well you know it's just really technical skill we'll be also talking about the really dumb um you know critique in favor of a band that oh well they can play their instruments that's a thing that's for, for a little later yeah also Some julia holter released avery on domino julia holter released in 2015 have you in my wilderness which was one of my favorite records from that year i believe it was in my top 15 uh, she's gone from sort of ambient pop to more of a folk pop direction or indie pop direction. 
And she's done it in a way that hasn't been on the nose and has been always retaining that artistry that she's famous for. Really good artist. Have you listened to any Julia Holter? Uh, not really. You should definitely, definitely check, check it out. I'll check, check out, out this. Yeah. Um, and also Ty Dolla Sign released um, a collab with Jeremoth, and that's on Def Jam and Atlantic. Ty Dolla Sign, of course, well-known trap rapper. The Boy Genius album. Yeah. Uh, the Boy Genius EP, rather. So Boy Genius, which is an indie super group, which has Julian Baker. We reviewed her latest album on The Spin Room last year. Phoebe Bridgers and Lucy Dacus, and she released her album Historian this year, which I wasn't a huge fan of, but it was decent. But this Boy Genius one is getting really good. Uh, yeah, it got a good review from Pitchfork. It got like an 8.3. 8. And it's on Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal, Amazon Music. Uh, most of the music is. Tom York also released um, Suspira, and that is soundtrack to his a movie that he's working on of the same name. It's a remake of the 1977 horror film, so right out in time for Halloween. And then also I wanted to bring this up because I just thought it was funny. Um, mm. John Mayer says he has slept with over 500 people. Now, I know this content might be just a bit raunchy for Radio Free Hillsdale. And not completely music-related. Not completely music-related, but, but it's I just important. wanted to say um, John Mayer is insane. That's that's. Uh, is he insane or a douchebag? If you think about it, that's like once every time for over a year and a half. Close to two years. Yeah, it, that's just, it, it's mind-boggling to me. But I guess when you're a celebrity like John Mayer, who's, you know, gone off the rail 10,000 times. And good at guitar. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get why John Mayer is such a controversial dude. The dude literally plays, like, the softest songs of all time. He's even softer than Coldplay. Yeah. You know, wine his personality doesn't match yeah. his action. Wine Moms <laughs> in 2004 would jam out to his music. You know, my mom, that was what she would listen to. Five for Fighting, John Mayer, and... There was another band that she listened to that was just on the verge of, like, you know, bands like Chevelle. Uh, so a bit harder, but not really Chevelle. Um, she also liked Tool, which is a pretty high order for my mom. You <laughs> know, your mom not into it, that? doesn't really match, my with, mom, John my mom's doesn't favorite, match with John Mayer. Yeah, my mom's favorite band is Guns N' Roses. She thinks Axl Rose is so cool. And my mom's gone to see uh, What's-His-Name. The dude who, uh, take me in the night. Oh, um, I can't remember. Yeah, you, you, that's so cringy that I just um, try to imitate that dude. The, but John Mayer, yeah. Yeah, but John Mayer, that's a that's a really high number. And um, miss when he was just a guest on the Chappelle Show. Yeah, that he said that's a soft five hundred too. So he's underestimating how many women he's. He's been being with. humble, really. Yeah, I, I mean, if you can be humble about that. Anyways, we're gonna play you a song from uh, Greta Van Fleet. So we can move into the review of uh, Anthem of the Peaceful Army, which was released about a week ago. I mean, I will say that I might be a little biased here just because I read the Pitchfork review first, which yeah. just eviscerated the album. Oh, no, it, it yeeted it into space. And it then, didn't just eviscerate it. It yeeted it. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> I was amazed because... Um, I've never seen a review this low Pitchfork in used to recent do years. Pitchfork used to do that before they got bought out by Condé Nast. And now they've sort of taken the route of we don't want to lose sponsors, so we're going to give, you know, bad albums like sixes or in the worst case scenario, like a five, but a a, 1.5. And they gave it to their senior editor, too, one of the senior guys at Pitchfork. So, you know, they were just trying to write an album from like back in the old days when they reviewed Jet with a monkey peeing in its mouth or where they 
unfairly, I think, gave Travis Morrison of the dismemberment plan a 0.0 and completely bodied his career as a whole um, when he released Travis Stan. I think that was in 2002. And that was actually quite sad because Travis Morrison was getting really popular. And he released an album that was, you know, just sort of cheesy. So this just kind of, this review just destroyed Yeah, he said that, there was an interview where he said that his audiences went from like a thousand night to like two. Just because Pitchfork had a lot more sway back then than they do now. Yeah. And it's because Pitchfork now thinks there's some sort of advocate for social justice and it's just, they suck at reviewing now. Well, let's but anyways, Greta let's, Van Fleet. Yeah, let's get to Greta Van Fleet. Here is Age of Man off their new album, Anthem of the Peaceful Army. And you're listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM and The Spin Room with Monty and Jane. Here's Age of Man. Wow, so pretty, right? Well, there he sounds like Getty Lee. Not <laughs> no, yeah. I... No, he totally sounds like Getty Lee here. <laughs> I, before I was reading Robert Plant vibes. So here I'm getting Getty Lee. No, this sounds like a cheap imitation of uh, Rush. We're just going to sit here and shout this. Oh, here we go. Yeah, this sounds exactly like Rush. Yeah, this is definitely a Rush song. There's... (laughs) It's like a carbon copy of stuff that would be on Hemispheres. Without the really uh, dumb... Drumming's not as good, but... No Neil Peart, you know? Now he sounds like Robert Plant. Still a little high, but yeah. yeah. Anyways, that's enough of that. So, yeah, by the end there, he's getting into his Robert Plant impression. Yeah. So, Greta Van Fleet, they're based out of Michigan, so where we're from. I know a guy at Hillsdale who said one of his friends was the drummer of Greta Van Fleet before he got kicked out for not being good enough. Um, so they're See, from, they're good at their instrument. They're from uh, up north Michigan, like where Rankin I go skiing. Moves, right? Yeah. At least they're good at their instruments, you know? That, that completely validates their, you know, garbage music. But... Um, they've gained considerable attention in the past two years. They're young, like I think your age. Yeah, they're like 19, 20. Like 19, 20. And I think Guy is younger than me in there. I'll get into that criticism too. <laughs> um, but they released an EP, I believe, last year, and it got decent reviews. And I think people really hadn't latched on to this uh, hate wave that I do believe exists now. I think people just hate Greta Van Fleet to hate them now. So I will concede that point. However, I've never liked Greta Van Fleet. They've always had a place in my heart, which is just black and full of hate and vile. I mean, I will say this is probably my first time extensively listening to them after that article. So I might, my view might be skewed. I might be on like that hate bus. I'm, I'm not on the hate bus because I've been on it before it was even full and people were riding on the sides. 
Um, I'm also a big Led Zeppelin fan, so yeah, it just this definitely feels like kind of a cheap imitation. It yeah. doesn't add so, anything lyrically. It feels a lot more empty. Yeah, we've covered the basics here really quickly. So Greta Van Fleet, Michigan band, they do guitars, and uh, they released Anthem of the Peaceful Army last week. Now. This album was getting a lot of hype before it was released. People were so ready to listen to Greta Van Fleet. There was people all around Hillsdale College because this band is super popular here. Um, they were playing them in the Union yesterday. Yeah, they're, they're super popular at Hillsdale because people don't explore their music taste here, really. Um, but then it dropped, and we talked briefly about that, but Pitchfork absolutely bodied this record in a review. I said they haven't done reviews like that since they, since getting bought out by Connie Nast. But they got bodied, and this record continues to get bodied today by critics just across the board. And the main reason for that is because, in my opinion, it is a cheap imitation knockoff brand. You know the stuff you go to the store and you see, like, the actual branded stuff? And then below that there's, like, you know, uh, off-brand Honey Nut Cheerios, and it's, like, Honey Loops. Yeah. Stuff like, like that. I mean, I get those versions a lot for Yeah, food. no, they're fine. You for know, financial fine. reasons. Yeah. Maybe that isn't the best analogy, but a better analogy <laughs> would be when I was eight years old, um, I went to this pediatrician, and this pediatrician had an office where there's wallpaper, and it was like in four times four squares, and it showed, showcased a city, you know, off the roads and the cars and the, all the interesting nuances that would be in a city and since i was young at that point and playing SimCity 4000 um i was Solid. really into that stuff you know i thought wow cool this is interesting it's going to be detailed and interesting the roads are going to go in different directions they're going to be named different things um no it was just the same thing printed out over and over again and you know that first four times four square was quite interesting but that's led zeppelin yeah that, that square is led zeppelin you know i'm not the biggest led zeppelin fan in the world by any standard. I enjoy them. Yeah, they have some great music, but I don't think they're like as good as people make them out to be. However, I can see that. However, all those We'll talk about this later. Yeah, <laughs> all those little squares, all those little squares that are the same thing are Greta Van Fleet. And a common acceptance of Greta Van Fleet, I see, or common, you know, thing in favor of them is well, they're bringing back rock music. They're bringing back guitar music in an age that is dominated by hip hop. Well, they're definitely rap. like a new band for your dad kind of feel. Yep. You don't bring a revitalized rock with a cheap imitation of one of rock's greatest acts. That's dumb. You're not doing anything to move the ball. You're simply keeping it in place. Being young, which attracts people too, because wow, these guys are good on their instruments. They sure can rail on that guitar and do some awesome riffs. This reminds me of Led Zeppelin, and I don't want to explore my music taste at all because I'm a passive person when it comes to my music. And of course, yes, I am ripping on people who have defended Greta Van Fleet because this record is indefensible. And yes, I'm going overboard right now because this mm -hmm. record makes me mad because it's actually a detriment to guitar music which there's a lot of bands out there right now which are doing great things with guitar music that don't get any attention. Avlov, great bands. Snail they're just getting attention, and they shred on guitar, and they're young, and they're fantastic. Lindsey Jordan is about as young as the people in Greta Van Fleet, and Lush was a decent record. Heatwave was such a good song. It reminded me of Built the Spill and Bands in the Nice. But it doesn't a, sound like Led Zeppelin. No, it doesn't <laughs> sound like anything. You know, I'm, I listen to bands like Snail Mail, I'm like, huh, 
I'm getting a bit of a pavement vibe here, but it's not like Lindsey Jordan's trying to sing in Stephen Malkmus's, you know, slacker rock vocals at all. And, you know, like, wow, those guitar elements really sound like stuff that would be off the Renz album Meadowlands. I mean, I don't mind inspiration or even imitation. I think that's fine. But I think if you're not adding anything to it. And here's the thing. Like, even Led Zeppelin, you can really criticize them for mm-hmm. their heavy, heavy blues, American or blues Or the fact influence. that they just, like, ripped off blues yeah, music they ripped from off, down south. Yeah, they definitely ripped off American southern blues. But I think they at least added something with their rock, really heavy rock sound. Yeah. No, they moved the ball forward. Led Zeppelin was incredibly influential in getting progressive rock off the ground because their albums were so conceptual. You know, but Greta Van Fleet isn't doing anything besides sounding like a band and um, being revivalist and getting people interested in guitar music again. If this is the guitar music you're getting interested in, you're doing yourself a disservice because there are far better things out there. You know, hip-hop fans who have turned to hip-hop because it's zeitgeist and there's actually musicians who are popular doing interesting things like Kendrick Lamar. That's not occurring in rock right now, at least in bands like Greta Van Fleet, which get all the attention to the label press. And the worst part, I think, is the lyrics. Like, I can appreciate the guitar and the music no, to the, a certain extent. But the lyrics are garbage. The lyrics, that's the worst part for me. They're garbage. And, you know, I typically don't listen to the lyrics. Full disclosure, I don't care what the lyrics are unless they're incredibly, incredibly bad. Things that stick out to me for bad lyrics. What if they're incredibly, incredibly deep? I mean, <laughs> define deep. I mean, you could be, we live in a society core or something like that. I like the lyrics on OK Computer. Those are good. But the lyrics on Greta Van Fleet's record are just, you know. It's very empty and it just feels like it. you can tell they're trying to imitate something. Like I, don't, very... I, I don't even think it's you can tell they're trying to imitate something. I think that they're actively trying to have this aesthetic. And that's another thing which I hate about younger bands now is that they're just pursuing this idea of aesthetic. Well, they've said they, they aren't trying to be Led Zeppelin. Or he, uh, I think the lead singer even said he's not trying to sound like Robert Plant. So that's just kind of what came out. That's kind of what came out? Yeah, when he was trying to be heard over the, other, the music or something like that. Well, you can easily change the way you sing. It's not that hard. Like, yeah, you have a definite voice, but in a studio setting... You're not going to have to scream over it like that. You listen to it and you're in a sound recording booth. And this album was recorded in a sound recording booth. It was not live sound. Definitely not live sound from listening to it. This thing is overproduced to hell, too. Yeah. Well, I mean, in back to the singer, in his defense, I think Robert Plant has said he does enjoy his singing and likes their music. So. I mean, yeah, I guess if Robert Plant likes it, then I have to <laughs> not. But I'm just trying to help them out here a little bit. Yeah, trying to go on the defense of them. But yeah. I'm also I'm a little hesitant to really criticize them just because I don't think I've listened to enough of yeah. their stuff. What I have heard, I, I, like I said, I listened to a couple of their songs and then was like, I think I get the gist of it. Yeah, let's listen to another song off this record. Here is um, The New Day. Okay, I found a perfect example. There was a band in the UK called The Enemy. Now, the, I'm going to play a song by The Enemy before we have to go here. The Enemy sounds exactly like Oasis. 
like there's there's no difference between the enemy and Oasis. Oasis is incredibly, incredibly popular in the UK, and they still are. Liam Gallagher, his record like sold millions and was on the top of the charts. So here's a song by the enemy. So you know exactly what exactly I think this is like. We'll skip forward a little bit. Or magic. So, you you really didn't get that much. I was of a say, taste I think there. there's more of a difference between. I mean, at least there's even more of a difference between Oasis and the Enemy. But they were criticized by the British press back in '05 when they released uh, "The Streets" or whatever. Because they sounded exactly like Oasis. They weren't doing anything original. And, you know, there's other bands like Leaves. I, I like Leaves, but I'm not going to say that Leaves as an Icelandic band that sort of rips off Coldplay is doing anything sonically interesting. And, pe- and I'm not going to claim that that's a good thing for music because, you know, they're still underground. They're still indie. It's not like they're Greta Van Fleet who are at the top of the charts just for sounding like someone else. Anyways. Yeah. With Greta Van Fleet, from the few songs I heard, by the end I was just like, I might as well just listen to Led Zeppelin. If this is yeah, this is a zero out of ten for me. Well, and I know you haven't listened to the thing in full, but this is a straight up zero out of ten for me. There's no redeeming quality in this album, and I mean that. Over we reviewed Little Pump last year, and we gave it a decent like bad score, but this isn't like Little Pump where there's a redeeming quality of wow, this is so bad it's good. <laughs> this is just bad, and it's. I mean, I'll have to go through the whole album. It's. I don't know if I'd give it a zero out of ten. It seems extreme but yeah anyways you've been listening to the spin room on radio free hillsdale 101.7 fm and we're going to leave you with music by a better band which is radiohead and they actually know how to use guitars and shred thanks for listening guys all right